You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. You know, the Bible says if you walk with wise people, you stack up wisdom. You hang out with fools, your life suffers harm. I don't know about you, I love being around people that don't let hell beat me. Let me just say that again. I like hanging around people that don't let hell win in my life. <clears throat> Conor McGregor, he needs a good corner man. Mayweather needed a good corner man. Muhammad Ali needed a great corner man. Mike Tyson, who I've been around, needed a great corner man. You need a great corner man in your life that prays for you, that supports you, that when you're weak and when you're doing your best, they cheer you on, and you can always come back to a place where you're somebody special here. Let's give it up for our pastors. Come on. And then, come on. Hello, Stacy Capaldi. What a gift. Man, you just make everybody better with the presence of God on you. You can all sit down, except for my wonderful wife. Come up here. You're not, this is the first time you've been here with me for a little bit. Come up here real quickly. I know, you didn't want to come up. What's that? So this is my wife. For those of you who don't know, I've been down here a couple times. They haven't seen you in a couple years. I've been hiding you. Uh, this is my incredible wife. Some of you heard me tell her story about her journey. Um, a true woman who's died, come back to life, who's been through incredible abuse and yet fought her way out of it. And I love to share her story all over the world. 24 years, millions of people. I love to show you off. For one, I'm in love with you. But then number two is our anniversary's coming up. I'm scoring points here for a minute. That's good. It's good thinking. Men, come on. If, you, if she's visible in your eyes, you always win. Come on, somebody. A woman hates being invisible. Ladies, help me out with that. If a woman feels unseen, your hose is a dude. You know what I mean? You ain't, there ain't no loving for you, baby. Come on. You'll be like Ricky and Lucy. Separate bets. Um, but I really honor you. Your faith is amazing. It's remarkable. They told us we couldn't have a daughter, so you said, let's go for it. Let's create one. And, you know, they said we couldn't do a lot of things medically, and yet they stopped your heart for four hours, took it out of your chest, said, no way. It's how I met her. I had a word of knowledge, and I said, you need to go have a surgery, and then Jesus is going to be in an operating room, and he's going to meet you, and he's going to heal you. And we didn't know each other at all. That's how I met her many, many years ago. And Jesus gave you back your heart, your health, gave you a life. And so I love to show you all so people can see a modern-day miracle right in front of their eyes. You want to say anything? Nothing. All right, all right. That was your big moment. After the three and a half hour drive, that was your moment. Come on. I, uh, if you have your Bible, go with me to Mark chapter 3. And uh, the Bible is so powerful, huh? It's able to build you up and give you knowledge of what belongs to you. And the measure and start and you get to the truth you hear will be the measure of power that comes back to your life. The scripture says the entrance of his word, it gives light. I don't know about you, I need light. Nowhere to walk so I don't walk in the dark and just kind of wonder and wander through life. And I believe you're here tonight because you want to claim more of the life you were created to live. How many came to get something good tonight, huh? So Mark chapter three, and before I do so, there's a story about a guy named Kevin Hart. Anybody know who Kevin Hart is, the actor? So Kevin Hart was struggling to pay his rent when he was a, you know, a young actor in L.A. and Hollywood, and he calls mom every month. Mama, I'm behind on rent. Can you send me some money? Can you hook me up? She was an educator from Chicago. And she would go, have you gone to the Word and see what the Word says about it? Oh, Mom, I don't got no time for no Word. He'd say it every month, but every, at the end of the month, he didn't have enough money for rent. Hey, Mama, I need you to hook me up. Kevin, have you gone to the word? This went on for many, many months. Finally, the sixth month, he was so far behind on rent, they were about to evict him. And he goes, Mama, I need a miracle. She says, you've not really done what I asked you, huh? You told me all those times you went to the word. Have you gone to the word? And he goes, Mama, I don't got time to go study the Bible. He goes, well, I'm not talking to you till you go to the word. So Kevin Hart went to the Bible, opened up the Bible. Dust was coming off the Bible when he's opening it. Come on, somebody. And while he's opening it, inside of it, he found six rent checks from his mother she put in there at the beginning of the year. He was suffering. He was living below his means because he never had opened up to find the provision in the word. 
Isn't that good? Come on, that's a good one right there. That's a good one right there. Come on. Mark chapter 3. And again, Jesus entered the synagogue, and there was a man which had a withered hand. And they watched him whether he would heal on the Sabbath that they might accuse him. And he said to the man which had the withered hand, stand up and stand forth. Someone say, stand up, stand forth. And he said to them, is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do evil, to save life or to destroy it? And they kept silent. But when Jesus looked around at them with anger, oh, that's interesting, being grieved because of the hardness of their heart, he said unto the man, stretch forth your hand. And he stretched it out, and his hand was restored as whole as other one. And verse 6 says, the Pharisees went out. Right away they took counsel with the Herodians how they might destroy Jesus. This is interesting. Jesus showed up to church in the synagogue. I think he used to go just to mess with the religious people. I think he got excited like on the Sabbath, which is Saturday night. He was like, yo, I'm going to go mess with the Pharisees today. The wooden seas and the couldn't seas. Come on, somebody. So blinded by their tradition and their principles, they couldn't see the person of God. I know a lot of churches in America, they'll teach the principles, but they won't teach the person. The principles of God will give you, whether you believe in God or not, prosperity, but only the person of Jesus can give you peace. Let me say that again. Come on. Don't become so just caught on the principles because then you could get so caught in the psychology of God and not the person of God. But when you know the person of God, the scripture says you'll stand firm when other people will sink and you'll do great, great exploits. I want that to be said of you and your kids, Daniel eleven thirty two. The people that know their God, not know God through somebody else, but you get a firsthand experience. Jesus said eternal life is not heaven. Eternal life according to Jesus, not according to religious psychology. According to Jesus, John chapter 17, verse 3, eternal life is to know God. I don't know about you. I want to know God. I don't want to know about him. Come on. I don't want to judge him by what other people put on their Instagram or Facebook post. I don't want to judge him based on what's happening on TikTok. I want to understand him not by what Kamala Harris is saying about him or what CNN or what some Fox News person is saying. I want to know what the Holy Spirit showed me. I want to know him. Is there anybody that still wants to know him? Come on, you hungry people. I know a lot of people, but they can't. it's not like compared to knowing him. Come on, I know people that sing great. I know people that are great actors. I know great politicians. I go great business leaders. But when you're around him, he changes things. He's supernatural. You can't get around him and your desires don't change. And if God feels far away, and we're the one that usually moved. We're as close to God as we want to be. If you draw near to him, he will draw near to you. If you come close to him, he'll come close to you. In fact, it's in his presence you lose your own. Some of you are so frustrated because of you stuff you got yourself into. Come on. And you're looking for yourself to get yourself out of the stuff you got yourself into. The quickest way to get yourself out is get yourself into his presence. Because in his presence, you lose the presence that got you into the mess in the first place. In his presence, you get answers. In his presence, you get peace. When you're with him, you get ideas. When you're with him, he opens your perspective. Because he desires you prosper more than you want to prosper. He desires you live more healthy than you want to live healthy. He gets more glory out of your success than out of your failure. Your is work of art. Give the Lord a clap and a shout in here. Hey, come on, all you people. So Jesus is up in church, and he comes across the guy with a withered hand. It's withered, shrunk. He's in a physical setback. Anybody had a setback here in the last maybe 60 days? Come on, used to be slim, now you need the gym? You used to have hair, now you don't? Come on, somebody. Come on, we're like Chia Pets. We just keep putting water on, hoping it step by step, huh? They can happen, huh? They can happen, number one, because we make bad choices. No one, everyone loves to blame, blame the devil. And a lot of the devil's behind a lot of bad stuff. But usually our choice creates our challenge. We reap what we sow. Come on, we sow to the wind, we reap the 
whirlwind. Come on. We ain't the Twinkies. Come on, somebody. We didn't say I forgive you, and then we wonder why they left. But we find ourselves in setbacks. And I'm talking to so many people, and people feel stuck in them. They're trapped in them. A setback, according to Webster's, is a defeat, a reversal, a return to a lower level where life does something with you rather than you do something with it. It feels like you're underneath something. You could see it in people's posture. You could see it in people's attitude. You could see it in people's expectation. I can tell tonight. You could tell a lot by when people walk in the room. Are you expecting things to change? Or I just came because the expectation. Remember as a kid, you had expectation. Come on. You were chasing the ice cream truck without money. By faith, you were going to get a big stick or a drumstick. You believed. You splashed in puddles. You didn't go around them. You didn't, no one taught you how to be cool yet. Come on, you had energy. Do, 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 do. Come on, you had, you had juice inside you. But disappointment happens. And according to the scripture, it leaves your heart sick. When your heart is sick, that is where you dream out of. Your life's only as good as your dreams. Your dreams are the energy of progress. When you start dreaming, you start hoping. And if your memories are bigger than your dreams, you're currently dying. Let me just say that again because you need to pay attention to that. If your memories are bigger than your dreams, you're dying. If I go to your house and there's more pictures of your past than your future, all you got is a past. That tells me something. That you and I aren't spending out time with God because when you're with God, he's always talking about things not seen yet. That's his nature. He's a faith God. He's talking to you that you're going to get out of debt by the year 2022, whether the devil likes it or not. Someone's going to lose the weight, whether the devil likes it or not. Someone's going to get their health back. Someone's going to get their hearing back. Someone's going to bust out. Someone's going to create a business. Somebody's fixing to do something because you're still tapping into the voice of God. Give the Lord a clap and a shout up in here if you feel this. Hey, come on. Oh, you feel me up in here. Okay, and I'm going to be tight here because we got to be good for our teachers. Watch. He's at a physical setback. He can't reach for things he used to reach for. Come on. This man has a withered hand. It's turned inward. All the energy shrunk. The life power gone out of it. He had no power. He could want to move it, but he couldn't. He couldn't hold on to things or grasp things that he wanted to hold on to. Some of you, because of setbacks and because withered areas of your soul, things that come into your life that are good, you can't hold on to them anymore because you return to formula mentalities and thoughts and sabotage the blessing that comes because of a withered area. Oh, I wish I had time to break all this down. He's at a setback as a result of a physical infirmity. He had to sit in the back. He wasn't welcomed at the front. And Jesus, when he shows up, he makes things different. Everywhere Jesus showed up, he changed the atmosphere. Tell people they're forgiven when they look like they were completely messed. Come on. Tell dead people to come alive. Most Christian circles would not invite Jesus to their conference today. There was no way you could control him. What would he do? He might spit on you. He might take your church and throw stuff like a WWF Jerry Springer event. Come on, Kill and remember, and he goes, he goes, he started throwing stuff, going, my house is a house of prayer. You made it a den of thieves. You made it about your business, ain't my business. Come on, somebody. Hey, 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 hey. He might start casting demons out of people. Oh, no. Whether an incident or an accident, whether his choice created a setback or somebody else made the choice and now he's in a setback, nonetheless, he's there. When you hit a setback, it's easy to sit there. Come on. You sit there and you nurse it, you curse it, and rehearse it. We like to nurse it because we get pity, but pity makes an idol of our problem. In fact, if we're not careful at talking out of experience where I have failed as a minister, at times in my life in early 2000s when I went through pain, I started worshiping what was lost, what was missing, and my problems rather than the one that I said I was honoring. I talked to God constantly about what was wrong rather what was right. Oh, come on. Why do you say that? Because we're in the same boat. Come on. Because you want to sit there and you want sympathy. I'm so pity. But you can't have pity and power. Your life can't have which one do you want? You want power? 
If you want your future, you got to let Jesus disrupt your present. There's a point where a mother eagle's got to go and unravel her nest. She created a comfortable nest for an eagle, but if that eagle stays in the nest and it's comfortable and it's convenient, unless he un- she comes back, starts taking all the comfort out and disrupts that current place, that eagle will die even though it's the most powerful thing to fly in the sky. There's some things that have been co-comfortable where you sit in that God is removing, come on, your comfortability in the dysfunction because you are meant to soar. You are meant to sit there and eventually die and now reveal your potential. Somebody's going to get a little bit hungry in here. Come on, this is good. I'm going to come back and do part two if you'll let me, okay? All right. Jesus comes and makes a beeline for him. I love it. Jesus has an eye to look for what's hurting. Come on, I love that. If we're in the Jesus style, do you see more of what's wrong with people or more of what's right with people? Do you see who's hurting and do you beeline for them or, oh, no, no, I'm too busy. I got stuff I'm doing. Really? You're only significant where you're making an impact on everybody. And everyone in this room could make a difference for somebody else. Let's make sure we stay in the Jesus style. I don't need you to be another Christian style. I need us to stay in the Jesus style. Everywhere he went, he went about doing good. If you would set your mind on doing good, you would eliminate a lot of bad from it. Come on. Free your mind and the rest will follow. Just set your mind on doing good. He comes in and he goes, you, man, I see the guy with the withered hand. Everybody else ignores him. Everybody else ostracizes him. He's sitting by himself. Give me that guy. I'm going after the outcast. Jesus beelines for him and says, I want you to stand up. Why? And I think that's what God's asking us to do in areas of our life. It only takes one person to make a stand in their life. When you raise a standard in your life, it's a demand of, I'm not going back to something. I'm not going to do this anymore. Enough's enough. I'm not going to stand for weak character, weak morals, being inconsistent, being late, not calling back, not saying I love you, being bitter, being ticked off at the world. Come on, somebody. I'm not going to tolerate just being unhappy for the rest of 2021. When you take a stand, you're making a decision, not in sand, but in cement. The word decision comes from the word decadre. It means to cut away from. You're making a decision like an incision. It's, from a, it's a medical term. You're cutting away everything else that says, I'm going to stand for something. In a world right now that wants you to fall for everything, and they think you're that stupid after 16 months to fall for everything, the scripture says... Can I get a shout up in here? Up in here, up in here. Let me talk to you. Let me talk to you because I'm going to prophesy of the house. This house, the Holy Spirit said this to me in Mexico four and a half weeks ago. The house of the south will be the comeback house. This will be the comeback house. This will be the comeback house. Mark my words. I don't speak under the inspiration of Rex Crane. I speak under the inspiration of Jesus whom I serve. He's my master. He sent me on an assignment tonight. This isn't guy up here. I'm fighting a freaking migraine headache, but the anointed one sent me on an assignment. He said, go and tell that house. This is a house of comebacks. You will see mental and physical supernatural miracles. This will become the rallying point of the county. You will see it by the Spirit of the Lord, for I am beginning this work even now. Give the Lord a clap. That's powerful. That ain't the words of a man. Did you just hear that? Did you just hear that? Did you just hear what he said? He said, he said, he said through a limited man, he said that this would become a house with mental and physical miracles, not just healings, miracles, and that families would recover here, that this would be a central point in this area, that this will become a talking point. You're a part of the breeding ground, for there shall be a revival in this area, and it will happen here.
Holy schmoly, that was deep. I got freaking chills all over. I don't say those words cheap. My goal is to honor him because when I go back there, I came one to serve and honor one person tonight. He gave me a personality and he gave me insight and wisdom, but he's the one that put me up here. He's the one to minister to you. He wants you to know something about where you are. It only takes one. He told this man, stand up. He had a choice. He could sit or he could stand. There's only so much time you could spend in deliberation of sitting. Your setback, if you're not careful, will make you a pessimist. Where you start to see everything through blurred lenses. Probably won't work out. They probably want your money. They're probably suspicious. They probably, nobody really probably got healed. You know what? Your family probably won't get better. Did you see the statistic that I saw the other day when Billie Eilish put that out? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Did you see what Snoop said about that? You can tell me what Snoop said and Billie Eilish said. Tell me what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Jesus said he would build his church. The gates of hell won't prevail it against it. Come on, you good people. Come on, you still with me? Jesus told the dude to step back. He says, stand up. Daniel 1.8 says, Daniel purposed in his heart that he would stand for something. And that changed the environment that gave him favor and access. You're looking for favor from God, and he wants to give it to you. Favor with man. He's waiting for somebody, though, to stand up and say, alcoholism, you ain't going forward in my future. It stops with me. Addiction, no, 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 you ain't going forward. You might have had my biography, but you don't got my destiny. Come on, somebody. Heart disease, it stops with me. Abuse, rape, whatever you want to call it. What do you need to stand up and say, no more? I came from a good family. We knew the blue cross, the red cross. We didn't know the power of the healing cross. Watch. I had to get to a point where I said, no, 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 no. I spent time with him, the healer. It stops with me. It stops with me. you got to take a stand for something. What will your life be about these next six months? You will arrive. The question's where? Who will you be? What will become of you? What will the fruit of your life? Your life's way too precious to let somebody else's mind determine that because you and I give account of our life, good or bad, for the quality of our life. Jesus said, we choose the fruit. Come on, somebody. Come on. That means if one bad choice puts you in a bad spot, the good news is one new choice in faith in him can put you in a good spot. What will your life be about? If you don't know, prepare to fail and get misery because you might be full of excuses why your life sucks. Excuses are BS, belief systems that require no change. They give you permission to arrange your faith around your comfort, not your calling. You feel me up in here? You, I just like you. Watch what happens for your family in October. October 13th, 14th, and 15th. Watch a miracle that's about to happen in your family. As a prophet of the Lord, watch what's about to take place in your family. For things are about to shift for you. And God's going to open an incredible door for your life. Where things have felt boxed in, I feel boxed in the last two years, even before COVID. I felt boxed in, I felt boxed in. Somebody I relied on, they walked and bailed on me. And God's going to pull that knife out of your back, and he's going to restore your backbone and your strength for the leader that where you're going in your future. God is going to heal everywhere that hurts. Beauty is bestowed upon you. Come on, girl. And you are going to blaze a trail that's going to pull the darkness out of people's soul and allow them to see that there's still love. Give the Lord a clap and a shout. That's good. Hey, this is good. Sir with the white hat, you stood up right there clapping for somebody else. You're about to make a lot of money. Stand up, and I ain't peasing either. I told someone that that was broke, and I told someone this happened not too long ago in Riverside. I said a seven-figure deal was right around the corner, and they laughed at me. But then they laughed when about four months after they got seven figures coming into their bank account. They wanted to come back and testify. I say to you, the Lord has said... I've seen you work hard. I've seen you work long. I've seen you want to be able to do more and be more for your 
family, watch what I shall open unto you. For a moment will come in November, and then in January, and then in February, the end of it, the 28th, and then bam, watch what I do in March. For I'm suddenly going to bring contractual opportunities your way, and you won't look at them through pessimism. For I'm taking the sting out of disappointment. And yes, I will bless you as I bless Joseph in his family time. And I blessed him amongst his family members. I will bless you to bless your family, says the Spirit of the Lord. This white boy can sweat. Come on. Preaching my own stuff. You never what you feel, you what you decide. I got a migraine. I want to sit down. No, 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 stand up. Sometimes you're not standing for you, you're standing for other people. Sometimes you got to decide to become more for other people. You got to have more to give. You can't rest on your laurels. You can't say, I've done it always this way. No, your potential did not come with a retirement plan. Your power needs you to grow. Growing is not an incident. It's not, a, it's not accidental. It's intentional. Proverbs 22.1 says, a good name, character is chosen. And you can't pray it in. Why? Because God won't violate your will. He says you choose it. You want to become more loving? Decide, I'm going to become a, a person that's more loving. I'm going to become more kind. I'm going to become more compassionate. I'm going to become. If something happens when you say, I'm going to live a certain way. I'm going to demand this. I ain't tolerating slow-level conversations around me. You want to talk about stupid stuff and complain and be critical? You got the wrong freaking dude. I want to scuba dive, not snorkel. I don't got small fish on my mind. I want big fish. People that talk about small things don't make big money. People that talk about small things don't have deep relationships. And it's about time, you know what? We should be convicted of being the most passionate, loving, kind, relational people on the planet. If you're in a relationship with God, that should be your highest quality. Someone say, take a stand. Come on. Someone say, take a stand. Okay, you can sit your butt right back down. That was awesome. <laughs> can, you give me, can you give me three more minutes? Sorry for yelling. Some of you, thank you. Sorry for yelling. Okay. Jesus told the man to stand. Everybody was watching him. His critics, everyone around him. When you take a stand, it's not going to be comfortable. Because people got used to you and they feel like you're going to outgrow them so they'll want to reduce you to who you've always been in their eyes. When I decided to get on fire for God, because see, once you touch fire, you can't live in smoke. Let me say that again. I know too much. Where am I going to go? I know him. I know him. I know him. Not everything, not even close, but I do know that. Where am I going to? I can't, I know too much. I can't go back to something small level. Some of you he's brought so far, don't lose sight of where you came from. At the same time, if you don't have something to reach for, you'll die by what's behind you. It's powerful. Jesus said if a man doesn't have something to reach for the kingdom before him, He'll see himself unfit. He won't disqualify himself. Jesus said, I want this man, I want you to stand. Now I want you to step forward. Oh, man, steps ain't sexy. That's not exciting. But the steps of a good man, they're ordered by God. Watch. God gives you the gift of steps, but what you do with your steps determines what God does with your steps. God won't take your steps for you. I believe many people in here, God's saying to you, I need you to take a step toward me and begin to pray again. Maybe 10 minutes a day. I want to, I want to take a step and begin to tithe again. Watch, you can't have a harvest without the planting of a seed. The burial of a seed is a burial of a harvest. It's powerless till you plant it. Jesus said, unless a seed falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But once it goes into the ground, it produces something. God is looking for the seeds you're sowing. Our challenge is we always want to look at what the harvest we're reaping. You want a significant life where you feel significant? Measure it daily by the sow seeds you're sowing. Am I sowing love? Sowing kindness? Goodness? Faithfulness? Am I sowing purity? Come on, somebody. 
Oh, I know that ain't a sexy message right now, but to everybody that wants to take 50 different genres of our sexuality, I still believe the pure in heart can see God. I want purity in my life. I don't feel good when I'm perverse. I'm proud to say that. I haven't met one person who I've helped with porn. I've helped a lot of people in that industry. I've not met one person. I took one guy into my home. We slept with over a thousand men, took him back to health. He was sick and in trouble. I said, come on, you want to find a place somebody will love you back to health? I got God in me. I'll help you back out. I know what it's like. Not one person I've ever met and in perversity has ever felt great about it. They feel good for a moment, but then they go back to feeling like hell. Don't tell me we still can't stand for some purity. You want power? You got to have some purity. You want power? You want the power of God? Not the power of man. Not the power of pop psychology. Not the power, come on, not the power of just a human spirit. If you want the power of a Holy Spirit, that's not meaning being perfect or legalist either. Come on. That's someone with a heart that says, I want what you want. Stand up and step. Come on, some of you, it hurts to step. The guy started stepping forward. All the critics were around him. It will never be an easy time, a convenient time. I came across a guy by the name of Dean. I forget his last name. I don't have time to go all the way into it. He said, Dave Thomas, before he started Wendy's, offered him an opportunity to invest. He said no. He knew Ray Kroc, who started McDonald's, offered him an opportunity to invest. He goes, I don't see much value in a hamburger stand called McDonald's. He was then given an opportunity with Colonel Sanders. True story, same guy. Would you please invest in Kentucky Fried Chicken? I don't really like chicken. He did not invest. Hello, come on somebody. The Lord might be trying to get your attention. He was on a cruise ship and he said, hey, there's a small uh, company, it's a startup, but it's gonna do big things. Here's its, long, here's its, its layout for how many 50 years. And what it is, is it's a startup of a, a computer company and we're gonna call it Microsoft. We want you to invest in it. He turned them all down, waiting for a more convenient time. How many opportunities do you keep turning down? I'll wait till I feel more like it. I'll wait till I get everything together. God just wants to want your availability. I don't need your perfectness. Come on. You can rely on my grace and my goodness. Come on. My righteousness, not yours. Come on. My blood, not your performance. All I need is your heart. My eyes are looking for someone's heart. My eyes are looking for someone's heart. My eyes are looking for someone's heart. And then he said to the man, Jesus said, I want you to stretch it out. A guy could not even have any feeling. And God said, Jesus didn't come to comfort him. He came to challenge him. Look at me. This is why I'm here tonight. Look at me. I don't believe Jesus is coming to comfort. Just go, oh, my, oh, my little mijo, I feel so sorry for you. You've been through some things, mijo. You feel so tired. I, and then I, little wet Rex, you should sit down. You got a, you, you know, I, you got a migraine headache. I, You've been gone for over 32 days. In about 37, I was traveling and speaking my guts out. You should feel like, no, no, no. He didn't come with a message of comfort. He came with a message of challenge. Why? Because your potential doesn't make demands, it takes shape till a demand is placed on it. Jesus oftentimes just gave a word. He didn't, he could have anointed the man with oil. He didn't. He said, sing me a praise song and I'll heal it. He didn't. He didn't cast the demon out of him. Come on, somebody. He didn't do any of that. All he left him was with a command, stretch forth your hand. And Jesus started to walk away, he says. I believe he's asking you a challenge. To stretch means to go beyond the usual and proper limits so you can fulfill a larger function. According to Webster's, stretch means to extend. Come on, extend. The man was left with a word, what would he do? And I know seven minutes over, can you give me three minutes? This happened just a couple weeks ago. I was at the central campus after this Rise of the Prophets that I spoke at, a really cool thing. I got done on the, the third service on the Sunday. I'm in the back and a woman came. 13 of us were in the back, my daughter, my wife, uh, Pastor John Heinrichs is in the back, his daughter. This woman, she says, I don't go to church here. But my friend, she said, for her birthday, would you go to church? We were gonna go to another church, but I said, I need to go somewhere closer. She'd not been out of her house for two years, or sorry, her bedroom, two years, 100% blind in both eyes, with a walker and braces. And she goes, but when you were speaking today, she said, I felt hope. 
So I, I said, that's amazing. I said, God so loved you. She goes, I know, I try to love him. I go, why don't you stop trying to focus on your love for him? Start focusing on his love for you. And then that'll start settling a lot of torment in your mind. That's a word for somebody in here. Your love for God goes up and down. His love for you don't change. Why don't you focus on what's his, perfect, and you'll stop having so much torment in your own mind. When you just start saying God loves me, God's love's healing my family, God's love's giving me favor at work, God's love's giving me peace of mind, God's love's healing my body, God's love's opening doors for me, all of a sudden you become conscious of his love. Your faith only works through love, so you might as well become conscious of love. He who abides in his love abides in God. Oh man, I feel juiced. This woman, I go, well then you know what that means? I go, Maybe his love's giving you an opportunity to stand. She goes, oh, I don't think I could do that. Isn't that interesting? God gives you an invitation, you give him your limitation. Every one of us has got an excuse back. Oh man, I'd really like to, but you know, oh, I'd really like to you know, date somebody again, but you know, the last one turned out a little bit funky. Come on, somebody. I'd really like to start a diet again, but you know, the last one, I didn't do it. You know, I really tried, I'd like to get better this time, but you know, last time I didn't get quite the whole healing. So we start talking ourselves out of the very thing God's trying to talk you into. I said to her, I said, Jane, I said, I want you to trust me and I'll help you take a stand. I said, John, come here, get on the other side of her. We'll hold you. She goes, I don't trust people very well. I go, but if you don't take a stand, nothing's gonna change. Okay, okay, I'll try to take a stand. We got her off her couch. Now she's jerky, she has braces, walker, She's standing there, she can't see anything, completely 100% blind for two over two years, cancer in her body, not a Christian. This really happened, this is a couple weeks ago, it was awesome. So standing there, she's all shaky, and I go, Jane, all I'm gonna ask is that the God's love, because you took a stand toward him, that things are gonna shift, and I'm gonna ask him to open your eyes. She goes, I think I'll be okay with that. Come on, at least she was trying. Man, I don't care, as long as you still got some fight and some try in you. Come on, it don't take a lot, God's big. Come on, you don't gotta convince God to go big. Faith's not convincing God to go big. It's just joining God in a life bigger than the one you got. Ooh, that's good, huh? I hear too many people pray, God, you can do it. Like, hello, he knows. He knows his own resume. His Wikipedia is pretty convincing. Come on, Hebrews chapter 11. Come on, he turns people's weakness to strength. He realizes how powerful he is. That's why he calls himself omnipotent. That means always potent. So I said to Jane, I go, Jane, close your eyes. She goes, I can't see. <laughs> I'm good one, Rex. Way to really jack that one up. <laughs> I said, God, I thank you that you love her. And she took a stand. I thank you that your love is gonna open her eyes. True story. All of a sudden, true. Her eyes start flickering. No one touched them. No one put their hand on her head. No one was praying in loud languages. She started, her eyes started flickering. And all of a sudden, they popped completely open. She starts saying, I can see my friends. I, can, I, said, I said, are you telling the truth? I can see my friends. She starts reading in front of every single one of us in the back room, right in the green room. Just happened a couple weeks ago. She starts reading in front of, she goes, I can see your friends. Like, what? She goes, oh, my mother. She starts cussing like crazy. She says, it's a true story. It's awesome. She keeps saying the F word over and over. And finally she captures herself. She goes, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm brand new to this. Her new age friend goes, oh my goodness. I'm feeling energies. I'm trying to attract from the secret. Really, you're gonna attract blessings from an impersonal universe? I just attract blessings from a personal God that cannot lie, who's alert and active, watching over his word to perform. Watch. She goes, I, she starts crying. She goes, I can really see. She started reading my little girl's chest. She her what she had on her uh, shirt. She started reading things in the room. I go, well, then we can't stay there. We gotta take a step. Oh, no, 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 I can't step. I said, how many times do you say you can't? How many times a day do you internalize I can't? You're told you can't 177,000 times by the time of age, 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 age 18. What I can't do you internalize? 
Oh, I can't get a house because of bad credit. I can't find a mate. I can't get my peace back. I can't get well. I can't start a business because of the downturn. I can't do this. Where is I can't putting a limit or you're handcuffing God? Not because it's his ability, but he's handcuffed by your mentality. Psalm 78, 41, this is something to Rex. He goes, look, you can't, I, look, if you limit the Holy One when you don't remember he's a miracle working God, it actually means you tie his hands and cramp his style. I don't want to be the one guy in California that cramped his style. Or you say, Rex, have you not paid attention to a pandemic? Every time there's been a challenge of economic downturn or a me medical challenge in the world, you will always watch the Christian rise. When they tried to mess with the church, the early church, a revival broke out where there was so much healing, so much provision, so much opportunity. See, you're looking at it through natural lenses, but God says it's backwards in my kingdom. In the Old Testament, it was the natural and the spiritual. But if you look in the New Testament, look beyond what's natural, and if you see, this is your greatest up. I said to Jane, I said, Jane, I said, we're gonna take a step with you. She goes, I don't know if I can do it. I said, let's just do it anyway. Let's take a step. She moved her foot a tiny bit and we held on. She was very shaky. When you go to do something new, it's not gonna feel all normal. Don't expect it to, that's why you go back. You go to the gym because you wanna lose weight, but then you're like, I don't feel good in those tights. Come on, somebody. She looks good, he looks good, but me? Come on, somebody. I don't feel right. Well, maybe it's not my time. When is it gonna be your time? When is it? Because tomorrow's not promised, you're terminal terminal. I want to die empty like my friend Miles Monroe said. I wish I would have had one more conversation with him before he boarded a plane. He boarded a plane never had a chance to have another conversation. I speak even some of the stuff, your potential did not come with a retirement plan. That came from my friend Miles Monroe. He taught me being on stages, how to function and how to maneuver in front of 15, 20,000 people, in front of governments and leaders. He's written 77 books. I wish I'd had another moment, but I'm not, maybe I hesitated and didn't pick up the phone when I could have because I thought he was too busy. I don't want to miss moments. Don't let tonight escape you without saying I love you to somebody. I want you. I care about you. I forgive you. God, I still believe you. Forgive me, I'm being blessed. Things are changing. Telling my kids they're a superstar, that they're a hero, that they're the light of the world, that they're the salt of the earth, that if they're a girl, they're a girl. If they're a boy, they're a freaking boy. That I don't need my culture to redefine anatomy. I'm gonna end with this, watch. I end, I end, I end. I end, she took a step, then she took another step. And I go, we gotta have a stretch. We got a stretch. She goes, she goes, everything else has worked. I go, you ain't teasing. I said, I grabbed her crutch and I threw it. Come on, somebody. Sometimes you gotta get, sometimes you gotta ditch your crutch. You like to hold on to your crutch. Sometimes that's an ex's number. Come on, somebody. So you can go there when you're lonely because you know you're gonna get emotional and sexual support. It's your backup plan you're afraid to bet on yourself again. Why wouldn't you? You possess the nature of Jesus. Why would you not be willing to bet on what he paid his blood and invested in? You're not alone. I can't treat you common. I can't treat you normal. The Bible says don't regard someone according to the natural. See their content inside them. I said, come on, we gotta take a step. Let's go, we need to stretch. She goes, it's gonna hurt. You're right, ask any therapist. Sometimes we pay attention to theologians. Theologians say miracles don't happen anymore. Therapist says, hey, you know what? If you stretch, it's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt anyway, but the pain of staying the same is gonna hurt worse than the pain of stretching. Your future's in your stretch. God's challenging some of you. It's time to stretch as a man, stretch as a woman, stretch in your marriage, stretch as a parent. Come on, stretch in your health, stretch in your giving, stretch in your time, stretch in your prayer, stretch. Your future's in your stretch. God has something he's waiting for someone to stretch into in your skill. Why a skilled man will stand before kings. It's not enough to know how to pray. You gotta get some skill to you. Talent will fail you if you don't get skilled. 
Can you feel him? Watch. This is the end. I know I'm way over. Sorry. You see, you're in a moment. We're in a moment. I don't want to miss him. I don't want to miss him. I prayed today. I was out there praying this morning. I said, please just show up. And if people, I want every person, no matter where we've ever been in our life, that everybody could catch a glimpse of you. Please catch a glimpse of you, him, of him in your life. Well, things, I feel like things are dying. Like Revelation 3 said, Jesus came and said, strengthen the things that die. See, if you start focusing, if you won't get over what you've lost, you won't be able to use what you got left. I said to this woman, I said, come on, stretch. She took a step. John and I held onto her. It was rocky and it hurt. I said, take another one. Another one, just like the lady the other day that got out of a wheelchair last Wednesday night when I went to the East Campus, had a bullet in her vertebrae from being shot by her boyfriend. And then another one, another guy that could not walk and he took off, he took off one. Then all of a sudden it became smoother. Why am I saying that? Because I believe God's assembling things in your life that have been rough and the more you'll start taking stretches. No one can stretch for you. Jesus won't stretch for you. He'll do it with you, but he won't do it for you. He'll do it with you, but he won't do it for you. The enemy's tried to stop your faith because your faith is demanding it's time to stretch. When I walked out of church on that Sunday, John and I walked with this woman holding her crutches. She could see, she could walk, she could move, all because she decided to stand and she decided to stretch. If it's for you, believe it, and you believe it's your time. Give the Lord a clap and a shout in here. Come on, give him a big, 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 big clap. Put your hand on the shoulder of the person on your left and right. Come on, 20 seconds, I want you to pray for them. Pray with all your guts. Come on, stretch prayer. Pray the best you know how. You're not performing for nobody. Jesus can hear you. He said whatever you ask in his name, the Father would do it. Come on, act like it's true. Awesome. Come on, 20 seconds, pray like a prayer. That would move something. Tell the enemy to get off their family. Tell, tell sickness to break off their family. Disorders to be broken. Hope to come back. This is your comeback season. A supernatural comeback season. A supernatural comeback season. It's a supernatural comeback. A place to a return. A place of significance. A place of stature and favor with God and man. Put your hand on your own heart. Say, Jesus, I receive you and your love right now. I don't deserve it. I definitely did not earn it. But I feel you in here tonight, and I'm responding to you. You made me so you could love me. Jesus, I receive your love. Let your love heal my soul. Heal my mind, heal my body, heal my past, heal me everywhere I hurt, and heal my family, and let your love work in me so that I can bring hope and healing to other people. I don't wanna be normal. I want your life flowing in me, your love flowing in me, your hope filling my heart and your faith stretching in me. I'm willing to stretch. This is my season. I don't belong to the devil. I renounce him. I am, victor I am victorious. I am forgiven and I am anointed. This is my comeback season. I'm taking back everything that I've lost because of the blood of Jesus. Right now, I make the choice and God's making the change. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, for your power breaking every stronghold in me and filling me with your peace in Jesus' name. Now watch, lift your hands, just watch real soft, here he is. in your joints, be healed.
healed in your stomach lining, be healed in your tissue, your breast, be healed, migraine headaches, go, TMJ, go, sinus cavities, be healed, neurological function, depression, lift off people now, the Lord rebuke you, spirits of infirmity, constant affliction in your body. I adjure you in the authority of the name of Jesus whom I stand, who stands with me on this stage. I command you in Jesus' name to let these people of God, you illegal intruder, you have no right. Their body's bought with a price. It was bought by the stripes of Jesus on that whipping post. His body was whipped so theirs could be healed. I command healing to flow through your body right now. Creative miracles to flow through your body right now. Creative miracles to flow through your body. Then your finances, into your job, favor with man, favor with man. And Lord, I thank you for opportunities in this fall to create business ventures that have never been here before. Thank you for innovation and new initiative and drive and hunger that you'll raise up business leaders in here. Kingpins to think strategically how to take territory, how to take back areas that have been, Lord, impoverished in our area, that you would give us the wisdom to win our city for the kingdom of God and to set this city and this community and this area on fire with the presence of God, that there would be so much light coming out of us, that Lord, it would penetrate and drive back darkness off our schools, off our children, off our grandchildren, off our government, off our businesses, that we bless our city. We don't curse our city. We bless our city. We bless our county. We bless Chula Vista. We bless San Diego. We declare it's blessed of the Lord, no matter what goes on anywhere else. Let this be a COVID-free zone. I pray the Delta Varia free zone. When people walk into this house, they're healed. I thank you that, Lord, let it be a cancer-free zone, arthritis-free zone. I pray in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray blood diseases, they would dissolve when they step foot on this property. Children learning to say, disabilities would be designed divinely healed when they walk into our kids department and lord i thank you tonight for a deposit of creative miracles in our midst creative miracles someone to say i receive someone say like you believe it i receive creative miracles over me and my family and my church god is using me my faith is alive i found it i'm not letting it go I'm not what I feel, I'm what I decide. I belong to Jesus forever and ever and ever. And his life is in me. My best days are in front of me. My past is buried in the blood of Jesus. I am forgiven and I am righteous and I am blessed. If you believe that, give the Lord a clap and a shout. Why don't we give the Lord a clap and a shout? Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.